What's up, what's up, what's up? This is Jason Bowie with the fellas. Fellas, let's say what's up. I say fellas, let's say what's up. <laughs> what's up, man? We got Q in the building, we got Phil, we got Ross. What's up? We just got done cracking up and some stuff. So check it. In honor of our boy Phil, coming out with a record this month, Love Over Everything, my boy about to be out here singing, I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> he gonna be like Steve Harvey. Who, who draws is this? <laughs> no, no. All we need is love. No. So, before we get on the topic of love and relationships, we want him just gonna talk about the album and you know, on the front of the album cover is him in the microphone stand. <laughs> <laughs> um, with a with a black <laughs> drop with some red undertones in it. <laughs> um, it's really dope, you know. Oh man! And it is a spotlight on the night on the stand. So, ooh, you know, we're looking for that. Yeah, it ain't a solo album though. Bro. <laughs> so, like Frankie Beverly featuring. <laughs> Oh man So the album is entitled Love Over Everything It's me and Shamar Williams We are duetting this album It's pretty dope though We actually already released the single Called All I Need So that's on iTunes, Spotify Anywhere you can download But um, yeah, it's like a It's an R&B album Talking about real stuff Talking about relationships The highs and the lows of it um, and it's produced by my boy Trey Boy, Trey Smith. Um, Shout out Trey Boy. Definitely, um, I'll be interviewing them this weekend. We'll be talking about the album as well. But yeah, man, it's coming out. It's going to be released. Um, I believe at the end of this month, album is coming out. So I'm excited, man. It's been a journey. My album. <laughs> Who is Mike Jones coming soon? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So when we talk about love over everything, it's easy to say it. For sure. But it's not always the easiest thing to do. Like all of us have been in relationships. Mm-hmm. All of, I mean, three three out of four of us in a relationship right now, mm-hmm. or in marriages right now. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I love and you, baby. I love you too, Courtney. Yes, I do, honey. I love you, Lord. But there are times, <laughs> there are times when they don't like us because we love them all the time. No, that's not true. Okay, that's not true at all. <laughs> No, we do love all the time. Now, like it, I'll be ready for you to go to work. Absolutely. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> and you be ready. You be ready to leave me. Like, just go to work. I'm sick of this. Nigga. Yeah. <laughs> but the truth is, love is built to overcome anything in its essence. And I think that's the true beauty of it. Like, I don't think there's no such thing as father got to love. Mm. I think what it is is that I just refuse to love you anymore. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, <coughs> how y'all feel about that, man? Love is a choice. Ooh. I stole that from somebody. Um, <laughs> but it is a choice. Like you, you choose to love somebody. You choose to be with them. You choose to be faithful. You choose to uh, go to extra effort to make them feel special about themselves. So it's a, it's a choice. Um, and the more you put effort into loving somebody, 90% of the time, if you do it, they, they will reciprocate it. 
So love is a choice. And I love my wife. She don't like me sometimes, but I love her. I push every day to show her that I love her so she can reciprocate the same thing for me. Um, you know, I think uh, love is is everything. It's affirmations. It's the, the slight touches. It's the notes. It's the text messages. It's the calls. Um, it's every little thing to let somebody know that you appreciate them on a on a different level than anybody else has. Um, so you got to push the effort to solidify your love in your relationship um, because loving somebody is not easy. Uh, it's a job. However, it's a uh, enjoyable job because you get so much out of it while you're loving. Mm. Loving, love is a very difficult thing <clears throat> because I have to love you in your growing. The hardest thing about marriage is dealing with the evolution of your spouse. I always go back to the fact that, so what keeps me grounded is I always go back to the day I proposed to her, what I felt, what I envisioned, mm-hmm. and have some things changed, probably lightly, but the core of what I wanted our relationship to be is still solid in what it is. And I try to keep that in my mind whenever I be like, I'm sick of you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It, it really don't like <clears throat> y'all know my wife. She's very even killed. So a lot of times it be me being stupid. <laughs> but we don't argue a lot, and she doesn't let me argue, which is why she's perfect for me. Mm. She be like, "Are you done yet? <laughs> Are you done?" She likes to treat me like a child, but it's necessary because mm. I have that incredible Hulk mentality. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that. When you realize that marriage is just it's just a a partnership of evolution, where I have to I have to deal with your growth. Whether when we first got married, I would just it was just me and her. To we got pregnant, to me answering my call, to me you know starting entrepreneurship. So I had to learn how to be a husband, a father, mm-hmm. and a businessman and a supporter. And she had to learn how to be a wife and a mother and a and a minister's wife, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. all these different things. And it's like, it's not fair, but it's a part of the journey that we evolve. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes we battle with the woman sometimes, like, you don't give me enough attention. Mm -hmm. Duh, you take care of your kids, fool. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, everybody's competing for attention. And it's like, you know what? Instead of me competing... Let me spend that time in other areas where let me I'll, I'll wash the dishes with you. Let's cook together. Let's mm. let's do these things, whatever. But <laughs> I'm about to say whatever Straight works, up, whatever no. works for your relationship. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. you. Whatever works for your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I have children. Train <laughs> <laughs> up a child, man. He <laughs> gotta start somewhere. <laughs> I, I do be having races up on that hip, put this in the dishwasher. That ain't how you do that. Put that on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's just eat, dealing with the evolution of your partner, being okay with it. Yeah. Mm. For me though, oh, love. But honestly, I had to learn this, so I'm not gonna sound like I'm smart. But love is um, is a sacrifice, like. Like if you cannot sacrifice like for the one you love, then you really don't love them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I had to learn it like the hard way. Cause you know, we <clears throat> tend to 
want to love ourselves more than we can love someone else. So I had to learn that, you know, you got to be able to sacrifice. And then in the same breath, you got to understand that you're not sacrificing if it was easy for you to do it. You got to realize that that sacrifice got to be something that you don't want to give up, like you do not want to do. And then you make that sacrifice to do that for that person. And you got to deny yourself and, and do everything for someone else. And and that's that's hard to do, especially in a marriage. It's hard to do when, like, you're talking about evolution, evolving. It's hard to do when you're dealing. <clears throat> and I'm not saying this about my wife. I'm saying that it's hard when right. someone is not evolving at the same rate you might be evolving, or mm. someone is not growing at the same time you're growing. Yeah. Or you know you might be lacking, and the other one is you know gaining. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and, and it becomes this, you know, spouse competition type thing, at least. And and most times you got to realize that you have to sacrifice those things. You got to be able to, you know, like you were saying, even with your children, you got to be able to not feel like they've come in and taken over some space. And, and then you got family members and jobs and careers and you got man, so much that you know you got to learn to sacrifice time <clears throat> sacrifice time and, and and that's that's very key I, I, I learned it that's very key would you say so for those who are listening <clears throat> I'm not married <laughs> Bachelor, but I've been married, so yeah. and I've been divorced. Um, so so now my my perspective of love is is it's like a it's, it comes back to square one. Like at the end of the day, you can love your spouse, you can love your children, you can love everybody, but do you love yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, because I think at the end of the day, <clears throat> what destroys even the best of relationships is a lack of self love. You know, in any aspect where you loving yourself is imbalanced or not in alignment, it's going to it's going to it's going to show in how you deal with others. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think one thing you said, that was Bible. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, so my ability to, um, you know, love your wife (laughs) as Christ loved the church, like your ability to love is really dependent on your ability to love yourself, I think. Mm -hmm. And when you say. Um, like a sacrifice of time, I've come to learn to see it as an investment of time. Mm-hmm. And the sacrifice is when I don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when I don't invest in her, when I don't invest in them, mm-hmm. more so when I don't invest in myself, then I cut myself off from investing. And so a lot of times, instead of us loving ourselves enough to make solid decisions, put up healthy uh, boundaries, or being effective and transparent or vulnerable, and making sure that we're communicating precisely and clearly where the other person understands it, and there's, there's agreement, there's some synergy going on, there's some there's some alignment. Um, you know, without that, I'm sacrificing myself. Mm-hmm. And, this, and that's the worst sacrifices you wanna do. Jesus already died for all of us, but he didn't die for me to sacrifice my own health my own self-worth, my own mental space. You know, he didn't die for me. That He died so that I could be more conscious of those things so that I can be, 
you know, and 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 uh, and this probably a different spin on it. But the Bible frequently talks about how Jesus went away to the mountain mm-hmm. or he stole away and he stole away so that when he was in a position where he had to pour out in that love and minister from that love, he was able to do it. So I think, you know, from from a person that's that's no knows what it is to be married and knows what it is to be single. Like I, I, I really prioritize that now. It's like now I want to be with somebody who loves themselves because <laughs> it make that conversation easier. It doesn't sound like it doesn't make either one of us look selfish. You know, we both whole in the fact that we both love ourselves and that makes it easy to like shut the shut the gaps when it comes to insecurities. And, you know, you don't have those things. But because we both understand that we have to love ourselves, it makes it easier to like address things and agree on things and work together in the areas that are like more more tensed, if that makes sense. I know one thing about my marriage and I shared with this earlier with Phil, we kind of have like mission statements. Uh, One of them is uh, we're friends first. So if you build a friendship It's easy to, it's always easier to love your friend. Mm-hmm. So you can love your friend and you build a friendship, then you can go to the secondary stuff. And, and this works for us. So like the secondary stuff is like, you can we can talk about anything, you know, and let's have the hard conversations. Um, so when things are easy, they won't be so hard. But being friends first, so that, that keeps the join the relationship, that, keep, that keeps the kid play. It's not always... Oh, we're married and we have to walk this certain line. It's like, that's my buddy. That's my dog. Like, you know, if we're going to go and get into something, it's going to be me and her. Like, that's my ride or die. At the end of the day, I know she's going to be there. So I think that's key. Remaining friendship, remaining a friendship so the love can stay fresh. Because sometimes people forget just because you got married, you don't have to be serious. And that dulls down the love. You know, love is... Love is what you make it, and love can be different things in, di- in in people's relationships. Some people, love for them is their financial stability. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, love is the children and the lifestyle they built. You know, uh, for us, love is you know the the friendship that we always had. Like you know, I've been knowing my wife since '97, so we've always had this Stop. this friendship. She's always been uh, my confidant in a sense. Mm-hmm. So now when, when things switched over and became some marriage, we always kind of, he'll still, hey, we're still friends uh, regardless of what goes on. So even when we're upset with each other, that's still my friend and I can talk about you to you. Mm-hmm. And you can talk about me to me. <clears throat> and, you know, we can kind of resolve it in the middle because it's, it's okay to, to agree to disagree. However, if I come to you as a friend and I'm not attacking you, but I'm just giving you my opinion. Uh, you're you're able to receive it better. But when I'm coming at you as uh, you're my wife and you're supposed to know better, or you're my husband and you're supposed to know better, and then that's when the wall goes up and nobody's hearing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that um, the greatest compliment I can get as a man right now, I see, is not how dope my videos are, not you know all the other outward things. Just Lady told me today, Carrie, you have a great family. Like, I love you and your wife. I love you. You have great kids. You know what I'm saying? And you think about it, that that at the end of the day, that's the greatest wealth. 
is that I know for a fact that, because this ain't a testimony for everybody else, that my kids will come from a solid home, solid upbringing, and that the things that they face, they they don't understand how blessed they are, to, that those challenges are minuscule compared to what other kids that they even go to school with deal with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, while they may not get everything that they want, they have more than enough. You know, um, and, and, and at the end of the day, it's just to have, they get to wake up to seeing both parents every day. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't speak ill of step parents, because uh, what would they call it, bonus moms or bonus dads, because they're more parents, they're better parents than the ones that they came out of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's not so much of who they were actually born from, but actually the seeing the support system where it's like, hey, mom and dad ain't together. But we got this bonus mom and bonus dad, and they all work collaboratively mm-hmm. to make sure we win. You know what I mean? That's healthy. And that's that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Healthy love, healthy relationships where it says, listen, we might not have worked, but our love for you is so strong that we'll we'll overcome. <laughs> I wish I could see Lawrence right now. <laughs> you know. We'll overcome. Whatever it is that we deal with, and that's true love, love over yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, that's really what it, love over everything. Because once again, love <clears throat> is strong enough to overcome whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So if your spouse messed around on you, love can overcome it. Mm-hmm, yeah. If there's sickness, love can overcome it. Like whatever it is, mm-hmm. what whatever your deal breaker is, guess what? Love can yeah. overcome it. That's a good point because I think I think what 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 you have essentially. What you made me think of is how we we really underestimate the power of love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we don't because sometimes you can be so hurt that you don't allow love to heal. Ooh. You don't allow love to restore. And also because love is not love is never comfortable. Mm-hmm. Love is always confrontational in the sense that it will make you face your fears like your insecurities. Love will call you into vulnerability. Love will call you to let go. Love will call you to actually forgive. And sometimes love will cause you to act like <laughs> to feel like a sucker. You know what I'm saying? If you don't use wisdom, <laughs> like I can love you from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that so that I don't I don't put myself in a, in a predicament that is that is working against me. But um, when you talk about that, I was thinking about the song um, All I Need. And um, <laughs> and this the, the premise of it is like the girl saying, you know, I need a strong man. I need you to do this and this and this and that. And she's really talking from a place of insecurity. And so the guy comes back and in the verse, he's pretty much saying, my love is strong enough to cover you even in the areas of your insecurity. That's good. And that's where the the love over everything. So it's kind of like, yep, you have these issues. I have these issues. Nobody's without issues. So it's, in, it's foolish of me to expect perfection from you when I'm not. You know what I'm saying? So in terms of doing everything correctly and right, but what we find out is that love brings us to a state of maturity and love gives us the grace that we need. Like you said earlier, Jay, to evolve, to continuously evolve and become who we always said in our heart and our minds that we wanted to be. What's the vision statement for our relationship? You know, not just for our marriage, you know, Hey, what's your personal, you know what I'm saying? Do you love yourself enough to, to paint the picture of what you want and keep it before you and say, this is what I'm, setting myself too. And then do you love your relationship, your dating relationship enough to say, this is the goals that we set. This is where we're headed. This is why we're spending this time. This is why we're investing. And then do you love that marriage enough 
Um, it kind of goes back to the previous podcast we had about empowerment. It's about taking those small steps right now, where you, wherever you are, and cultivating this this environment that you want for where you're trying to be. Absolutely. Um, Key, what you think? What you, what you got? You <laughs> just bowed his head. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, we, we just push. We basically just put Q in the mouse all over. the place. <laughs> she was like, "Hey, you, you recording today?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you find out he's recording, when we hit record, like, so Q, what you think? Let's see. Ah, he was like, oh, yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> I hate my page at me. But um, I mean, I agree with everything y'all saying. Um, and I guess for me and my wife. We uh we kind of like Ross. We we've been knowing each other for nineteen years, Ooh. like knowing each other. Nice. And then you know it depends most times how they start off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How they start off. So you know, for us, I need to get all into it, baby. I promise I ain't gonna tell them everything, but. <laughs> You know, say that for the book. Yeah, tell it all. But, but you know, you you start off. You know, you build you build that friendship, and then I think uh, what's key to a friendship because as much as you can be a friend, if the friendship haven't been through some kind of storm or some kind of test, mm. you really don't know what kind of friend you actually have. Wow. Mm. So at that point. For us, I know in hindsight now, we've been through a lot of tests. And the, the crazy thing about it is as much as we want to kill each other for whatever it was and mainly her killing me, but <laughs> we stuck through it and yeah. we still in it and we still together. And that's how the friendship at the beginning got tighter. It got stronger mm. because we had a lot of tests at the beginning that um made us strong and then now that that bond i don't believe can be broken and that's what you're saying love is over everything yeah because you know stuff happens life happens and then you remember the love yeah and and that's what conquers all well the bible says (laughs) oh okay okay love is patience love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it is not rude it is not. It is not self-seeking. It is not easy. Ain't easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. So, love is pretty much perfect mm. in every aspect. If you really look into it, because what it just said is, is that anything that you do mm. in wrong, your spouse or, or, or people around you. That love is the answer to it all. Mm, so if yeah. I love you, I can always forgive you. Yep. If I love you, I won't hold it against you. Y'all hear that? Yeah. If I love you, say the last one again, Ross. I won't hold it against you. Yeah, the last one in the Bible. The last one in the Bible. Yeah, the last one in the Bible. It's, it's all in the Bible. Love, love don't do what? Love does not. Miraculous. <laughs> 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 love does not end. And I and I say this too. It's the one that stood out to me. Say love doesn't boast. Yeah. Mm. So if you really love your spouse and you love somebody that you're with, people will see the love. You don't have to say I love my wife. Mm. Or, I love the person that I'm with um, because it's not boastful. Mm. Usually when people are saying I love this person so much or they have to exhibit that particular piece of love, you know that it's some fabrication in there because 
you don't like that person as much as you say you do, but mm. you might love them yeah. more than you say you do. So that one stuck up, stuck out, stuck out to me. And that's the book. That's good, man. You know, it's funny. So, you know, 19. How long have you been doing my Since 97. 97. You know, I'm, I'm 20 years in the game. You know what I'm saying? With mine. Went to podcast shot. 96. 96. 96. 96. 96. Um, <laughs> you that was random. I was trying to remember. What was I 97? Now, now, granted, a lot of y'all don't get the chance to say, oh, okay, I, been, I know my spouse for 20, 30 years. Mm. But I think that the, the biggest key to that is. When they say friends can't be together, that's a lie. Mm. You need to be friends. Mm. At the core of your relationship, like you actually need to be friends because when we go in there, like how how can I how can I put it? There are people that in relationships treat you like trash when you get a mistake, mm. but then they comfort it, they comfort that same person if they were their friend and they went in a relationship with right. them. Right. They're there to support them. They might chastise them. But they're also going to say, now go fix it. Go make it happen. Mm-hmm. You got to have that same energy when you're in the fight with them. That's true. Don't allow outward things to keep you from pushing past whatever it is that you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, I, at the core, most divorces come through a lack of communication. Most breakups are because of a lack of communication, understanding, clarity, Solomon actual wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. You need all three of those things and the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I didn't even have to say the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost brings wisdom. Yeah. The Holy Ghost brings knowledge. The Holy Ghost brings understanding. You lack clarity of who and what the relationship is. That's the mm-hmm. Holy Ghost. Too. Yeah. It's mighty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mighty, 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 mighty. But it's 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 yeah. you really have to be be patient with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Once again, we're talking about the evolution of your partner. Like, you got to figure out, when you see the red flags, don't let it build up. Right. Like, if they get, a, right. if they get, if they get an F on the quiz, don't wait till the goddamn uh, 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 midterm to figure out what's going on. Right. Mm, right. The moment you see it, pop his head up. Now nah, we got to kill that thing right now. What's going on? And you got, so if you love as you love yourself, do you love yourself enough? Mm-hmm. To catch yourself in those moments, I had to, I had to catch myself. I had to, you know what I mean? Would you wouldn't you do that for your spouse? Yep. Mm-hmm. For your significant other, that's that's crucial because a lot of times, like, okay, what are the things that keep people from communicating that? I saw it, but I ain't say nothing. Mm-hmm. I felt it, but I ain't say nothing. You made me mad, or you didn't meet my expectations, or what you did offended me. But I decided not to say nothing. Like, but that goes back to knowing how to communicate with your spouse. Exactly. It it, it go it boils down to that, and and that's learning and spending time with them. Mm-hmm. So like, if you don't sit down and I I had to learn how to talk to my spouse. Now I'm not perfect at it, but I had to learn. I had to learn how to talk to her and not at her. Oh, that's right. good. And yep. she had to yep. learn how not to talk to me and not at me, but to me like it. And it's kind of, you know, you can still be stern in your in your language, but you have to know how to be able to articulate in their language. Mm. So in, in one particular time in my life, I can only say black is black. Mm. I can't explain why it's black, but it's black. And now I, I have to go and say, well, you know, if you just mix all the colors together, you'll get black. Mm-hmm. And it's still the same. The same point I'm trying to get to is the color black. Mm-hmm. But you got to figure out how to 
how to maneuver and how to how to get to that point. And that that's something that evolves over time. Yep. Because when we first started talking, she could say you can get your and that'll work. Now it's kind of you can't talk to me like that because I'm because now it's kind of like who you talking to. So she still has to learn how she still talk, has to figure out how to talk to me a certain kind of way. The same way I have to know how to talk to her. So when those red flags go up, we may not, I might not say nothing right then because I don't know what words to put together. Mm-hmm. However, there is a 72 hour window where I have to really brainstorm to say, I really didn't care for how you did this to me. Uh, next time <clears throat> we can handle it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Or what did I do to initiate? Yep. That response. That's good. And see, a lot of times we forget that everything that happens is a reaction to off what we do. Mm, exactly. So that could be something as she said, well, baby, you know, I had a, a marvelous day and I just like, oh, OK. Mm. And I'm too busy focusing on the game when all she wanted was a 10 second emotional mm. bid. Yep. And that could have set the tone for the rest of the week. Oh, he really cared about what happened to me at work. Mm. And it was so insignificant to me, but it was major to, to her. her. Yep. So uh, it's it's little things like that that you have to learn with the evolution of your spouse, um, and vice versa, and vice versa. And that's the key thing. A lot of times we get lost in the shuffle when it comes to things. You know, like you know, I always I always say this: if the marriage works, you had a great strong woman to back you. Facts. If the marriage fails, you jacked it up. Mm. Now, mind you, when everything happens around the house. It's wrong. It's our fault. So the same way we get the blame for a lot of things, we also get lost in the shuffle with our emotions mm-hmm. on how we're feeling. When we need to be, we need to be affirmed about some things, and it's not because they don't know. I think it's just a society thing mm-hmm. that we've always been overlooked, especially in the black household. Mm-hmm. So it's still sometimes where we have to let them know, hey. We didn't like that, but sometimes we're too masculine to say it as well. Now, so it's kind of about too. My homeboy made a post yesterday that said <clears throat> we've allowed women to leave relationships as if they were perfect because men don't ever say that they wasn't like you wasn't ish either mm-hmm. and call them out on their BS. You know what I'm saying? Just it, but it's like the nature of a black man is we just have to take the L's and. But see, emotionally, we, we, we nobody has to take the L's. Yeah. Not just the black male, mm-hmm. black people, whatever. Nobody has to take L's. If you did be wrong, we got to talk about it and be mature about it. Mm-hmm. Because if you start yelling and getting emotional, your emotions are like as if you're speaking Spanish to me. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to decide. I'm not about to decipher all this information coming at me. Mm-hmm. What I need to know at the core is what bothered you and why did it bother you so much? Right. And help me understand how not to get you to that place again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one thing I love about, uh, I know it's common, but you know, we talk about the love languages. The underlying principle is that both parties have to find out that how I communicate is not necessarily on what I think I said. Right. It's how it was received and how they interpreted what I said. Mm -hmm. If they interpreted what I said in the way that I meant to say it, then I've effectively communicated. But if I say something, no matter how I feel, if I think I said what I said, but it was interpreted a different way or received not in the fashion that that, that I intended, somewhere in there, I haven't I haven't um, I haven't given enough respect to how they hear. Mm. And to how they see. 
So when you talk about it, you know, we get lost in the shuffle because we don't speak up a lot of times, mm-hmm. like you said. And they over they overspeak, you know what I'm saying? They're gonna say what they're gonna say and they're gonna say it. And the other thing that I think that is it works against us is the culture. So like we was talking, you know, we had the event with the fathers today, and um, and I was telling Jay afterwards that one thing that that I wanted to communicate was that men we hide behind shadows and illusions. So the shadows is the expectations of society, and society has superficial expectations of a man that a man is supposed to be the man there can be no flaws in him at all right mm-hmm. and so we can't live up to that and so instead of us voicing up and speaking our opinion and being authentic we hide behind that that shadow and then the illusions was because we don't speak up and then we fail to articulate the specifics of the vision that god has given us vision for the relationship vision for the children vision for you know and so now the, the what could be a vision and a dream bringing to reality becomes an illusion lost in our head because we don't communicate it that's good. So you know, it 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 all go it all goes back to being able to have the platform to freely communicate one to another. That there is no, you know, my uncle Charles used to say, "There's no big eyes and little U's in the church." You know, there is no, you know, no feminism over masculism in a relationship. Right. We're in this thing together. You take that to corporate America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we're building. Together, yeah. we are one. It's not, you know what I mean. It's not any other way. We are becoming one. So you, we are yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Here you're, here you are loved. You're respected. You know, you know what I'm saying. As right. my woman, here you are you loved. You're respected. You have a voice. You have significance. Mm. You know what I'm saying. You have worth. You have value, whether everybody else sees it or not. So here. And then it should be the same thing here. You are you are my man. You know, you know, I ain't like that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you are my man. You have a voice. You know, you are respected. You are loved. You have an opinion. You you are valid. You matter. And it should be like that um, for both people. And, and sometimes <clears throat> you're saying it. And sometimes we got to we got to also be willing to understand that even though you have a voice, you have value. I don't have to always agree with it. Facts. Yep. I don't have to always, mm-hmm. you know, you know, take that side. I can listen to it. Mm-hmm. I can hear you. Right. I can understand what you're saying, That's but cool. I don't have to agree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to say like my stance can be my stance, and you can have yours, and we can disagree. I mean, agree to disagree. But you got to be willing to hear the other person's side. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be willing to hear it at least. And then see where they're coming from. And most times we really need to just put ourselves in that position, put ourselves in their shoes, and then we'll understand it better. Yeah. And I've, I've learned that now in some of my ways and, and things that me and my wife go through, and she's learning that as well, that, you know, we talk about being sensitive. You know, women want you to be more sensitive and we want to tell them, you know, you don't listen to me or you don't make me feel like this because, you know, you might... Not give me the the freedom. status I need. Yeah, freedom. The freedom I need to even tell you that hey, you know, I be thinking about this sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. but when it's your turn, and then I don't do that to you, then now you realize. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish y'all see his head. When it's your turn, and I don't do that to you, then yeah. now you realize. You, you know realize. what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, you gotta be willing to listen, and then you gotta be willing to. You know, empathize. Mm. Yeah, a man, a real man, needs a safe space to be emotional. 
<laughs> like if, if You're right. I can't if I can't break down with you mm-hmm. without the fear that you would look at me as less than mm-hmm. or go around and tell people that I cry sometimes or that I'm not feeling like this. Mm-hmm. Listen, you're not you 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 don't get to inc- you don't get to enjoy my value. Listen, I heard Jake say that when the Bible talks about Samson and Delilah, it doesn't necessarily say that he slept with her. It says that he. <laughs> He was able to lay his head in her bosom. Mm-hmm. And the whole connotation was that Samson found a place of where comfort. Every, of comfort. And peace. If, and peace. And he was safe. And he was safe. You know, we know it worked against him, mm-hmm. but it, it it's a testament that strong men need a safe place. Mm-hmm. You know, just like women don't want to be strong all the time. We want to rest. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking about, uh, so, you know, me and Ross are... Can I say it? <coughs> so we 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 are we are we are life coaches, and so um, something that we that you learn about in life coaching is that uh, transformational is relational, mm-hmm. yep. and so um, it's impossible for you to if you come from an authoritative perspective, there's immediate change, but it's not lasting change. If mm-hmm. you come from a place of influence, because you've built relationship, there's stake in that relationship then the change is more lasting. You know what? As you talk about that, the best book, and it's not even a marriage book that people need to read, is The Five Levels of Leadership Mm. by John Maxwell. He talks about the five levels. The first level is, the first level is, I had to make sure it's still court, is position. Mm -hmm. He said the lowest level of leadership is position. So just like when you look at supervisors, you be like, bro, I don't respect you, bro. You got a title. I'm only going to do enough not to get fired by you, bro. Mm-hmm. But I don't respect you. It's the same way as a husband and wife. Exactly. You got a title. But if that's all you've given me, mm-hmm. that's all you are. He said, "Not it's, it's, it's not an often enough that a man or a woman sit down with each other, especially the man sits down with his wife or his respective wife and says, do I have permission to lead you? Mm-hmm. It's only when she gives me that permission that I have that access to properly lead her. Mm-hmm. And when it means by properly lead her, that means also properly listen and hear what she's seeing on her level. Because she may be seeing some things that I'm overlooking. A true leader Guaranteed. listens to his team. Mm-hmm. But then you get to the level of production. So now that I've got your permission, now it's time for us to start producing healthy relationships and things of that nature. Then we got reproduction. We got kids. So now we got to start reproducing great children. And then the last level is what they call personhood. You know what I mean? Which is like the highest level of leadership. And so if you're talking about the church, we're talking about bishops and elders. And you know what I mean? We're talking about uh, jobs. We're talking about CEOs and people that have been there 20, 30 years that have have justifiably proven that they have brought people up from the lowest level to the, to the top tier. Mm-hmm. And so that's the same thing with our relationships. We have to ask our spouse for permission. There are a lot of people that have gotten married that have not gotten clearance to leave. Yep. And you and you need you need the relational aspect. It it goes back to Ross, you said it. We were friends. Mm-hmm. We're still friends. And because of that, even when According to the title of husband and wife, y'all could be at odds. The friendship stays intact and the friendship, that relatability brings the transformation in that marriage aspect. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we 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 when we talk about love and relationships, like at the end of the day, it's about protecting and guarding that friendship, our ability 
to relate to each other without being toxic towards one another. I think I just read, I read this today. When you say you have to effectively listen though, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where it kind of starts off. So with effectively listening, you have to be empathetic with your listening. Yeah. So when somebody's telling you something, um, don't think it's what they feel that way. You should look at it as, how would I feel if it was me? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. So just say, for instance, you know, I went to McDonald's and I didn't think my wife was at home and I brought home McDonald's. Just simple. How would I have felt if she'd have walked in the house with a bag? He wasn't there for me. I'd I, 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 I felt some kind of way. So mm-hmm. it's, it, you have to you have to put yourself in an empathetic situation about everything. So when it comes to a lot of stuff, it's kind of how would I feel? And sometimes you think I wouldn't like it, but you still do it. Mm-hmm. So we have to like get our minds together, say just be caught uh, conscious of that all the time. Like, yeah. what what if it was me? Because it can be little things, yeah. but little things <clears throat> always lead up to big things. Yeah. You know, it can start off with not getting the Big Mac. Mm-hmm. Next, it, next it'll be where, you know, you spend more time with your your boys than you, you do with me, or you putting this mm-hmm. before me, and, and it can always grow. And then you have a bigger issue yep. that's going to be harder to resolve because you forgot about the Big Mac and fries last month. Mm-hmm. So you have to always just kind of keep that in the in, in the front of your mind about if it was me. Because nine times out of ten, if we think that way, we won't take that action. Even if she not at home or you didn't make the phone call, you'll make sure that, hey, well, you know, I'm your protector, I'm your provider. You know, I'm going to go make sure that you have it. And if you eat it or not, it's on you. Yeah. However, you've done your part. Mm-hmm. That's good, That's true. That's true. So we're 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 forty two minutes in, and, and you know what's funny? I think that I think that people are still listening to this. Forty two, forty two minutes. This is a good conversation. Hmm. Um, if you if you listen to this, let us know how it helped you. Let us know um, are there ways we can go deeper in this conversation? Because I think that the black community has to really deal with the aspect of love. Um, now let me take that back. Our generation, this generation, like we're the older millennials. But younger millennials, like I need, I really want you guys to learn from our mistakes. That just sounds weird. I got, hold on, I got a question. Older millennials, because when you look at certain charts, <laughs> at certain charts, yeah. we're millennials. When you look at other charts, we're, y'all are Generation X. We're Gen X. Yeah, y'all are Gen X. No, but it's like it's like a gray area. Gen X. In it is. It's so a gray you're, area. You're Gen X. Yeah, I'm Gen X. Ross. So I think the difference <laughs> is this. Look, Gen I'm Generation X. I'm 37. You're Gen X. How are I'm 36. You're Gen, you're Gen X. X. No, you're a millennial. No, millennials stop at 35. No, I'm just saying. No. It, well, some a, of them say stop at 40. Yeah, no, they stop at 38. They stop at 38. Nah, I ain't a millennial. Hold up. That's, that's, but I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> no, that's what you just said every two years. I'm going to tell you what the difference is, though. We grew up with Generation X. Right. And so we still have the principles of Generation X. Mm-hmm. Don't get Generation Z mm-hmm. confused with millennials. Do you get what I'm saying? Generation gotcha. Z, or, you know what I'm saying? But we got certain millennials that are 28, 25, 24. Mm-hmm. 
that they that subconsciously they're not mature. Mm-hmm. Now they might have more stuff than us materialist material wise at right. their age. Right, right, right. But they don't have the substance. True. So they deal with anxiety on another level. They deal with depression on another level. They deal with all these mental illness issues mm-hmm. on a level level that we didn't deal with because we couldn't be no punks. Yeah. Now was that really healthy? Nah. Bro. Some of us really couldn't overcome that. I I could tell you stories. I can tell you stories right now. We just don't have time. But you're absolutely right. I think we're at a perfect age, though. Because we, we're we still exposed to the things that millennials are exposed to. But we still have the value system from the generation which we grew up in. And then we still have the... Right. And we still have the support. You know what I mean? So it's... it's uh, it's totally different. We probably have more navigational guys than any other generation, to be honest with you. Let me tell you something. They might. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Baby boomers might not know how to create a PDF, but they'll teach you how to have a solid relationship. They sure will. Right. So you better be careful thinking about these these, these technological advances, because the truth is they knew how to stay committed, but we did, but we don't. They know the real definition of love. Yep. So. I'm yep. gonna let I'm gonna we're gonna go around the table and I'm probably gonna let Phil close this out because he got an album dropping, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so Q, since you the quietest one, closing remarks. Man, oh and benediction by the man of the hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, true. No, true. Um I mean guess I guess uh, the only thing I say is learn to cultivate your your marriage, learn to learn to cultivate your relationships. Because it's it's I mean, it's like a flower. Some and, and sometimes it grow in season, sometimes it's out of season, but you gotta learn to cultivate it. That's good. Ross. That's good. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um Friends first. Everything else second. Um you gotta be able to be friends. You have to you have to have fun with your friend. And you know, I like I said, that's that's our saving grace. Besides going to church and, and praying and worshiping with each other um, and trying to grow spiritually with each other, because that's a major component. Mm-hmm. Um, that is so that we can talk about that all all night. Mm-hmm. But um, you got to be friends. And, and once you be friends and you can communicate about things on different levels, uh, your relationship will grow because you give it room to grow. Once you give yourself a certain title, so that's my husband or my wife. And this is the expectation I want them to live by. You put them in a silo, so I can never grow. Yeah. You, when you're in a silo, you can only go up or you can only go down. You don't have no room to expand left or right. So um, the friendship thing to me is is always it's always great. It's always great. What about you, Jay? Oh, uh, I think just just. When they talk about the fruit of the spirits, whatever you 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 whatever religious belief you have, the fruit of the spirits is is dope. The fruit of the spirits. Fruit of the spirits. <laughs> I tell you, around the older folks, they put that's the fruit of the spirits. Oh, they went down. Reach around and wrench it off. Oh, that was funny. But um, <laughs> we're talking about love is patient, love is kind, love is long suffering. You know what I mean? Like all those things that that we don't want to deal with with love, but you want a relationship. Let me tell you something. Mm. It's easy to have sex. That's only a few seconds of pleasure. Mm. Like in the grand scheme of things, it's only a few seconds. Yeah. 
it's hard to evolve and have to love somebody 10, 20 different times. You know, mm-hmm. like if we were going to make it to 50, 60, 70 years of marriage, you're going to learn how to love that person over and over again. Mm-hmm. Can you can you can you believe in love so much so that you can continue to evolve as well as your spouse is? Can you stand the rain? So that's good. That's good. I'm about to start saying <clears> that <throat> again. That's good. But you know, just just embrace the evolution of your spouse. And 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 really prepare, even you know, and I feel pretty sure Phil can talk about this. And I think I did it as a single man. I take myself on dates. I took myself to the movies. I took myself out to eat. Like, I wanted to show myself that my value was so high that I could do it with or without a man. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and I'm with Ross and Q as far as, like, be friends with your spouse. Like, y'all got to have a friendship where where I would say, when I could put my spouse card down and say, you know what, if this was my friend, how I would respond to them. And then let me put my spouse layer on top of that and say, I'm going to love you even more than I would as a friend. So yeah, man. So Phil, go ahead and close this out. Tell us about your album. Your closing remarks. So listen, love over everything. Um, you're gonna love it. You know, partially because your boy is on now. You know, Shamir is doing her thing. Um, if you're from Houston, it's hometown love. Um, you're gonna love it because the spirit behind it, the heart behind it. You're gonna love these lyrics. You're gonna love these rhythms. You're gonna love these melodies. Um, love over everything. Um, we talked about it, um, and some of y'all are probably living it. Well, we singing about it, so let our album be the soundtrack to your love story. So it's Love Over Everything coming out in uh, February. Make sure you follow your boy. I am Philip Super on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, follow my website, uh, www.philipsuperj.com. Philip Super J. I'm a junior. Oh, okay. The Lord said, man, these Phillips are so good. I got to do another one. <laughs> I couldn't name my jury. I gave him a second because 2.0 wasn't uh, available. <laughs> hey, mate. Show your love. Make sure y'all support the album, man. Love over everything. All right, Q, how can we follow you? Art by Quinn. Elevate print design. Ross? Just Ross 5-1. And y'all know J-G-B-O-W-I-E or T-R-I dot media S-O-L. Listen, love over everything. 2020 dropping soon. We love y'all. We hope y'all stay tuned. Like and share our podcast. And uh, we got some more stuff coming your way. Peace. The fellas. Bert.